he'd be over there on the shore, and he'd yell, Quit playing with your dinghy. <laughs> I'm going to really miss him. Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is Thursday, December 8th, 2022, and this is episode 59. I'm your co-host, Pete, and with me, as always, is the great Howell. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Rip Chris Farley. Rip Chris a? Farley? Yeah. You said, Or was that... That was Tommy Boy, right? Yeah, that was Tommy Boy. Yeah. So, you know, just uh, rest in peace, Chris. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, for... Got it. <laughs> The you know the the quote you played at the beginning of the of the show, um, yeah, ding ding ding. Uh, what's going on? Nothing How much, man. I was in DC. Just got this back week from DC. Work. Yeah, just got from DC, and you know, hanging out with the the work colleagues, and did a holiday happy hour, and then did some meetings, and I had some lunch with some old friends today. That was great. Shout and out. To- Old friends. Shout out to Charlotte and Hap for giving me some time today to have some lunch. And uh, Hap might Good actually people. listen to this. He he uh, he wrote. Did he know about this? He did not know. Um, oh, okay. I don't know why. He was like, "Why didn't you ever tell me about this?" And I said, "I, I have no good excuse. I apologize." Well, he's got fifty nine so, episodes now. He can uh, go back and review. So I told him he's got to catch we up. Expect you to listen to all of them, Hap. And he he's going to give us some notes, and then um, he's going to come on as a guest. I hope. Oh, what what? What would HAP specialty be? Uh, it's uh, telecom issues, which is very exciting, oh. and I'm sure it's, our <laughs> listeners would love to hear about that. Do you talk would, about um, spectrum? Well, uh, is it that is broadband that type stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, included. What yeah. about like uh, like Facebook um, satellite stuff? Is Ooh, that the, I don't know. Um, I don't know we could talk about that. the evil Facebook. I don't know. I like anyway, uh, we'll we'll an think of something. Idea. Something. Hap. Pre- prepare yourself, HAP. We're coming yeah. for you, man. Yeah, we. You know, you, people people do love to hear from Pete and myself, but you yeah. know, every once in a while they clamor for for some extra special expertise. So, they do. Um, what you been up to? Uh, I was in Florida with my daughter for yeah. soccer, um, which was quite lovely. Oh, was it? Was that and your Thanksgiving? That was my Thanksgiving long weekend. Yep. Oh, man. Um, and then. Not not much. Just uh, closing out here before we head to Utah for the holidays. So when do you leave? Uh, two weeks from today. Huh. What's your address? In Utah. <laughs> uh, you you couldn't yeah, you couldn't definitely. get in the community you couldn't get in the community anyway. So um, <laughs> we'd we'd have the guards on the lookout Damn it. for any Greek looking motherfuckers. Yeah, that's right. The Greek-looking um, motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, things are good. Happy uh, um, with the way the election turned out. I, um, I bet you are. You I like divided government, Peter. It would have been divided government if, uh, <laughs> even if, even if. Well, I don't like on. I don't like crazy divided government. I just like divided oh, government. Come on. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you want to, want to just, uh, get into how wrong we both were about everything. Yeah. We were pretty freaking wrong. Weren't you? I, 
I, I mean, I knew when I knew when Georgia went to the runoff that that Herschel was toast. I just mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't going to be able to make up any deficit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still close. I remember watching. I remember like all last week or leading up to over the weekend, a lot of like my conservative friends on who were like posting on Facebook and Instagram, well, social media in general, including Twitter, like you know, early voting is through the roof. That's great for Walker. And I was like, why? And so I asked a buddy of mine who said that, I said, why is early voting such a good thing for Herschel Walker? And he's like, well, historically, early voting has always benefited Republicans. I go, in the last three or four cycles, when has the historical truth been true? And he's (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, I see your point. But no, it's still, it's really good for Republicans. It's like, I I don't believe, I don't buy it. And turns out I was right on that one at least. Um, but that was a little bit more easy than calling the Senate race back in whatever, October. Um, yeah, I guess, um, that was, I think I texted another friend of mine in Georgia right after, and I was like, prognosis for a runoff. And he's like, Oh, Warnock. He's like, there won't, there's no Kemp on the, on the ballot. Yeah. He's like, his point was like, if people went and voted for Kemp and then held their nose for to, and voted for Herschel Walker, holding just holding your nose is not going to be enough to get him to go back out. And vote. Yeah. And Ooh, um, sorry. Oh, everything okay there? Yeah, it's my bad. Um, my, my phone just made a weird noise. And I think you and I both were immediately afterwards texting that uh, that we you you know you were saying you thought um, Walker was toast, and I will say. Thank you, America. I do. We, I, I will not yet call us an unserious nation because <laughs> you, 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 you saved, you saved my, uh, my opinion of us, at least for the time being as only partially unserious, not totally unserious nation. So, well, the only um, unserious thing I heard from the co- well, there's a, I don't, I don't know if I should classify as unserious, but I was watching the coverage, I think on, it was definitely CNN. And I forget the name of the, the analyst on CNN. She's, she always does the election coverage. And she was, uh, she was like, well, you know, Reverend Warnock, he just electrified the, you know, the voters. And I'm like, he, he barely won. First of all, winning by less than, you know, winning by two and a half points is not electrifying the voters of Georgia. I just think he benefited from a, seriously fundamentally flawed opponent um and not that he not that he is i don't mean to take away his win his victory i mean it was a good victory he campaigned hard he raised a ton of money he outspent walker i think almost three to one um but you know at the end of the day i get a little i get a little uh not angry, but I get a little annoyed when I keep on everybody call- hearing everybody calling Georgia a purple state. Georgia is not a purple state. I'm not saying that a Democrat can't win in Georgia at times, but for all intents and purposes, it maybe not be a ruby red state. It might not be Missouri, but it's 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 still a red state. I mean, Kemp won by eight points. He thrashed Stacey Abrams, whose campaign manager came out in the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Uh, I think it was yesterday or today. I can't remember basically saying that Kemp uh, successfully poisoned uh, Stacey Abrams's image, which is just sour grapes to me. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of electoral politics is to explain why the other person is not fit to be, to, to win the office. Um, yeah, 
no, I just no think tears. that was ridiculous. No and then even Warnock uh, kept on bringing up um, that the Georgia voter integrity law as voter suppression. Like, dude, you got this was record record turnout, not only for a general election, but for the runoff. Um, people will vote despite what laws say, no matter what. Um, I, so I just you won, and also he won, so he didn't need to bring that up. You know, I, receiving a one point eight million votes. I mean almost 4 million people voted in that runoff. So uh, three and a half. We, but. I think we correctly, I will say we, I think we correctly, um, I don't know what the word I, I'm looking for is, but, uh, assessed the, the, when the Georgia, when Georgia voted to do what they did for, you know, limiting drop boxes. And I don't know if they, you know, you can't hand people, whatever they did, can't hand people water in line, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, there was a big fuss and Georgia lost the all-star game and um, mm-hmm. they were calling it Jim Crow 2.0. I think we both said, you know, this, it's a little bit of a overreaction and it's definitely not Jim Crow 2.0. And I mean, I think I made the same point that you did, which is like, if people want to vote, they can vote. They're, they'll figure out a way to vote, um, and especially in an in a um, uh, election like this, where you know I think the the parties were pretty energized. Um, mm-hmm. I think for Republicans, it was you know to show a rebuke of the last couple years and of the Biden administration, and and for Democrats, it was to protect any chance of getting anything done for. Um, and probably limit some of the political harm that could be done if both chambers of the the uh, Congress are held by one party, by the Republicans. Um, and as a result, people voted. And in the end, in Georgia, it didn't even really matter that much. I mean, I think you would know better than I, but I think probably having 51 senators over 40, over 50 is is somewhat important because now you can – you know, you, you control the, the number or you have the majority on the, the committee assignments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's as opposed to having to be equal. So I think that was somewhat important, but it, I don't think that's the type of thing that's going to get your average voter to go out and vote. Um, yeah. But they still went out and voted. And so, uh, yeah, um, uh, I think, as I said before, I think Walker is just a – historically bad candidate mm-hmm. and and as you said warnock still won and i think i've actually seen quite a few um commentaries that said georgia is not a purple state yet and it's and it and it, and it went on to say make the same things that you highlight the same points you did which is you know kemp won very easily it's it's perhaps even more of a an establishment republican state and maybe that's the only reason yeah. that it's that it's looking purple is because there's been some anti-Trump elements to establishment Republicans, so as I opposed to buy, buying full in. So uh, at least I, for, at least at the state at the state standpoint, I think you know from sure. obviously from yes. well, Marjorie Taylor Green, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's a, a new a new congressman, Republican congressman, I'm blanking on his name, that is just like you know he's a Trumper and an election denier. Um, lovely, but I think more like Brad Raffensperger, Brian Kemp, um, secretary, you know, 
State. Yeah, he's or State. I'm sorry, the, the that guy, the uh, yeah, you know, what I'm talking about the guy who yeah. was on all the time with like the pop collar, and you know, um, he was a Republican. He counted the elections or something. He wasn't Raffensperger. I can't remember his name. Oh, but, it was like one of his deputies uh, or something like that, or the or the yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't yeah, 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 yeah. But, but um, yeah, yeah, I think from the state standpoint, I think it's it certainly is um, more established than end, anything. We always end up talking about Georgia here. It's like it's we like do. it's like one of us is from there or something. It's actually not really. It doesn't really have anything to do with that, but it just happens to be that you are from there, and it's it been pretty important. Um, but elsewhere, I think you know, I, I I ended my assessment that I thought it would be well. First off, I thought the House would go by more than what is it? Is, is it going to be an eight seat advantage? Yeah, it's advantage? really slim. I thought it would be like maybe closer to fifteen or twenty, and I thought it would be fifty fifty. Um, and I, I don't know. I was, I was wrong, but perhaps not as wrong as you. (laughs) Thanks. But I am because of the, uh, the way that the, the, the house ended up, I am super excited to watch the speaker. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, do you think Kevin McCarthy is going to end up being speaker? I think he will, but I think it's, I think they're going to, I think the freedom caucus guys, the, the MAGA guys are certainly going to make him pay for it. They're, he's, he's, I, th- I bet he's, you know, I had conversations like this today, actually, that he will probably lose the first ballot. And I don't think any, when you say lose mean like, like he won't he will garner actually... enough votes on okay. the first ballot. All right. Not, not he'll be behind. He'll just, won't no, get enough he just to, won't get enough get votes on the first ballot to be okay. speaker. Um, cause he's giving away, he is, he's reducing the power of the speaker's office. So he's already conceded that he won't, uh, the speaker will no longer have the power to remove people from committees. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the ways you discipline members. I mean, mm-hmm. Boehner used it, Paul Ryan used it. I think even Pelosi's used it. I mean, I'm sure they all have quite frankly. Um, so he's, he is selling the farm just to have the title and he's going to have zero power. And it re- it's really literally is- just an empty title. At that yeah. Point. I mean, he already is an empty suit for a congressman. Right. I mean, he might as well be an empty suit speaker too and just go for it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm really excited to watch how that all ends up. I think it's be hilarious. Um, I mean, what do you, sad, what do you by you, hilarious, I mean, sad. What do you, yeah, I, I think it'll be, I mean, it'll be fascinating from a, um, theater standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you, I've heard I've heard the uh, the one theory that um, some members in perhaps more purple districts may even try to like align with some Democrats to get um, I mean, this is like you mm. know a, a, to, to get to get a a more moderate speaker um, someone who would you know look to maybe actually legislate as opposed to just hold a position. Now, I think that's more of an uh, 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 outside shot. Um, but like, you know, if it's going to be, if it's coming down to like McCarthy and Andy Biggs and they're battling it out, like, you know, I think there, there are certain, there are certain serious members of Congress who are like this, I'm going to have to go back and defend in my district, whatever these jabronis um, support for the next you know, six months, eight months, and it's mostly going to be crazy, you know, Fauci hearings and um, things like that. And yeah. uh, I, the, I, the, the thing I will just say is that over the last year plus, things have been 
kind of returning towards more of what normal people like and normal mm-hmm. politics is like. So I could see maybe a, a, a little bit of an effort um, to, to that something like that comes, comes about. But I, again, I, I think I agree with you that, you know, he has been from everything I've read, he's been angling for this title for years. And for what's, I, I don't know if, I don't know if you've heard, heard this story about him before, but I, I, I don't know where I heard it, but, if it's from reporters or what, or other congressmen who, who basically, you know, have said to, said to him when asked about, you know, oh, you know, I think it was one, a reporter who wrote a book and was interviewing him for it. And, and they were asking him, you know, kind of in all those chances he's had to like, kind of tell Trump, set some Trump straight or something. Um, he's like, and, and he, his response was, Where's Jeff Flake's statue on in, in D, Washington D.C.? Um, <laughs> and that tells you all you mean. Need to, well, he's he's basically saying like, you know, the guys who stood up on principle and stood up for oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what they believed in, you know, they get tossed in the trash bin of history. Whereas you know, I'm here for the 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 posterity, you know, and yeah. to be remembered. Oh, he'll be remembered, all right. You know what I say to that. I'm really oh, going to miss this him. Better. Hold on. No, that's not it. Never mind. Uh, Stupid. Anything, anything else from the election that you found super interesting? Um, no. What did you I think mean, about the, Arizona? Uh, I mean, Blake Masters, I think, I mean, obviously it was more preferable to like the car, you know, the governor's race with Curry Lake. Um, you know, I think Mark Kelly, he's a moderate and I don't think, you know, like cinema, uh, you know, the senior Senator, you know, I mean, they've already shown that they're willing to break from their caucus on, on big issues, um, that divide the country, um, or not divide the country, but, um, that they think is more from a, from a, from a business friendly standpoint, they're willing to break with the democratic caucus on some things. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been all that offended with Blake Masters, despite some of the things that he said. I mean, but I'm glad that the governor's race went the way it did, because I think I think Carly Lake is nuts. And she was even questioning the validity of that race. Uh, but, you know, as she was addressing her crowd at her campaign headquarters that the night of the election. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is watching the next cycle, 2024, with not only is it the presidential race, but the Democrats are going to be defending two thirds of the seats that are up in the Senate. Um, mm. And some of those States are not as blue as they once were. Um, <laughs> mansion. Yeah. Well, mansion. Yeah. But you know, so we'll see how that he might actually, I wouldn't be surprised. This was a rumor a long time ago that he was actually going to flip to Republicans so that he could, so that he could keep a seat, but he ended up winning as a Democrat again. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be really interesting to watch. And then how the presidential kind Esther, of shakes out. Right. And I know that we wanted to talk about, um, Trump's announcement three weeks ago that has just gone swimmingly since. Um, oh, did we want to talk about that? Did I put that on the agenda? I don't. Yeah, know. that was on the list. I mean, we have All to right. talk about it. We got to. I mean, Kanye. Yeah, and, I, I mean, that was. Days. I was. I well, I was going to segue also into you know the Florida results are mm. you know as the Florida results. Do you think before we get to Trump and Florida, mm-hmm. do you think that is? a result of just a, a shift in the political 
leanings of its constituents? Do you think it's a com- um, DeSantis and the leadership has done a good job? Do you think it's a combination of both? Like what? I mean, it's it's a red, it's a full on red state, and it's not just white old people that are voting now. It's Hispanics. It's you know, Cuban Americans. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and the, the Cubans and the, the Hispanics, um, Latinos and, and Cubans in Florida are leaning more towards the Republican Party. I think yeah. there's a there's a bunch of factors. I think DeSantis is not as stupid as people on the national political commentary want to make him seem to be. He's I think he's very savvy and very smart in ways that Trump isn't. And he knows how to talk to issues that are actually real to people while still demagoguing them without actually sounding like he's demagoguing them. Um, I just think he's got a really good, his message, the way he delivers is better than most people he's, out there. He's really short. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've heard Democrats. So his, and then I heard another thing, his, so his wife, um, did an ad for the, his campaign and, you know, his wife who is, I believe she's now a cancer survivor, but it was all about how he stepped up quote unquote, as a man during her treatment to take care of their kids while being governor and, I've heard Democratic Democratic consultants say that was the, one of the best ads they've seen in years. Um, so that message was good. Also, Charlie Crist was a shitty candidate. I mean, he's you know retread. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was already governor once as a Republican, and then switched to, to be a Democrat when he knew he wasn't going to win again because Republicans hated him. And it turns out Democrats hate him too because they didn't vote him into office. So I, I don't know if I don't know if there would have been a better Democrat to run against. DeSantis, I think pretty much any one of them in the state probably would have lost um, to him. But um, I mean, I've also heard a lot of questions of whether DeSantis has peaked too early to be a, a viable 2024 presidential candidate. Um, and I don't know the answer to that. I haven't. I, 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 that's certainly not a very a, that's a very subjective thing to, to start talking about. But um, he definitely is. A, I mean, I think he still definitely is a 2024 candidate. Um, if that's what he wants to do. Um, be- before we jump full on into um, Trump and everything mm-hmm. going on with him, um, we almost had a a major upset um, with friend of the pod Ryan Mayo's former congressman, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. <laughs> uh, Wait, I think I'm survived by the by the skin of her teeth. Um, that would have been a real shame had she lost, you know, uh, and I think that just, just does go to show you that, um, there are people out there want their Congress person to advocate for them and not simply be a, uh, you know, a rage, a bomb thrower. Yeah. Bomb thrower, um, churn the culture war, et cetera. So, Mm. um, I doubt she will have learned her lesson, but maybe others will. And and well, it and shows how it shows how people like her and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Andy Biggs are one dimensional. All they have is the culture war. All they have is you know the assault on American values. Whereas DeSantis, he can he still ta- does that stuff. He still talks about the culture war, but somehow he's able to wrap it in real world things that make sense and isn't just you know you know noise. Somehow right. it, it yeah. translates the way he does it. And that's why I think he's he's head and shoulders above anybody else on the Republican side right now when it comes to being a national leader of, of any of any sort. Um, 
so I, I've I've said this before on this podcast that if you had to ask me if if I would settle for a uh, DeSantis presidency and it meant Trump went away forever, I would probably take that deal. Um, and I'm sensing yeah. that may or that may that even though I might not agree with um, uh every you know i'm not going to agree with everyone's policies but i i might not agree with a lot of what he does or how he does it um and there is a small sliver of me that thinks he's perhaps even more of a he's a more intelligent savvier um power seeking republican that could navigate those waters to effectively um help himself maintain power better than, uh, you know, someone as incompetent as Trump. Um, I do think he is 98% a normal politician who has just figured out how to, um, thread that needle well between legislating and, and ginning up outrage. And, um, and so I think, you know, if he had, if he was elected, I think it would actually be the pendulum would swing back to maybe a little bit more of normal normalcy. Yeah. Um, the normal uh, gamesmanship as opposed to the yeah xenophobic, but, homophobic, right. racist shit. Yeah, but you know, did Trump sideline him by announcing three weeks ago? Um, you know, he's yeah. got a he's young. He's he's yeah. he's our age. He could wait him out and and run and in four more years. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I just, throw, I, I have no, I have no opinions on this. I'm just curious. Um, obviously I would do, as I've said before, my goal is to make sure Trump is not the nominee or the president ever again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that my predictions have gone so well lately. I'll make another one. I don't think I, I don't believe Trump will be the nominee for the Republican party in 2024. I think Good. there's enough. I think there's enough of the base that you know they 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 love him, they like him, but he had his time. Um, it's time for newer blood. I mean, I think, and I think there's a lot of folks out there that could that could cater to not necessarily the MAGA crowd, but bridge the gap between most of the factions in the Republican Party right now. And I think DeSantis is one of them. I think maybe even Nikki Haley. You know, if we're being so bold, maybe Tim Scott could do it. And then there's the outliers like Tom Cotton, uh, Ted Cruz. I would love to see some more governors or ex-governors on that list. Uh, but I think the ones that I would want to see are too moderate, like Larry Hogan from Maryland. Um, but um, I really don't What about really uh, don't Liz believe. Cheney? No, I mean, no, she's too taught. She's too, she's too tainted at this point. I mean, I appreciate obviously everything that she did uh, or has done uh, this Congress and the way she stood up for democracy and for the American people and for normal, decent values and principles that, you know, a lot of those MAGA Republicans don't have right now. But, um, you know, I, she should certainly explore, you know, the opportunity in, of running for president. I just don't think she's, I don't think she's got a chance in hell. I think she, I think she rubbed too many people the wrong way. What do you, what do you think about the theory that it could be 2016 all over again, where, six people run and Trump keeps getting 30% of the vote and then eventually just 
picks off people one after another. Because there's a there's a certain set of Republicans that are going to vote for him, no matter what. I don't. I don't. I mean, think he's, he called to suspend the Constitution, and people still support him. So, um, I, I don't think there's. I don't think Republicans are going to make that same mistake. I think a lot of the ones that hope. support him are not going to run, or have been so behind him are not going to run, and that will thin the field right there. I'm a, I'm, I'm going to assume there's going to be at least five total candidates in the primary. I don't think it's going to go beyond that, like we saw in 2016. Um, what were there, like 12 or 16 or something? Yeah, I think at one point there was like 15 total candidates. They had to have two debates, didn't they? Didn't they? They had like have. I think they had. Like, no, I mean like. Oh, oh, like, yeah. The first the one night. had to be broken up. Into, that's right. The first one had to be broken up into two debates. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it might have been 16, actually. I forgot. But um, uh, what do you think yeah, about uh, just uh, returning – the party's nominee to to smoke filled rooms for for both parties. So we so we uh, you know um, so I was reading an article this week. It was like just because we don't have to let the people decide. That doesn't mean it's any less democratic. There's lots mm-hmm. of things that are democratic that aren't. The people don't get a say in. The people don't get a say in. You know um, the the fourth estate. They don't get to say in journalism. They don't get a say in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, hospital institutions, you know, like all the stuff that they people don't just because people have a say doesn't mean that it's the right thing. Like, yeah. why can't the Republicans and Democrats just go in the room and put out, you know, three people they think are well qualified and then let it let it happen? Yeah. Well, it's the other factor that's going to be interesting is whether or not Rona McDaniel continues as the head of the RNC. I thought that was a pretty much a certainty. I think you were with Republicans all week. Maybe you heard something. Well, Lee Lee Zeldin, who was running for who ran ran for governor and actually ran a really good dark horse race for governor in New York. Um, you predicted he would win. I did, and I was very wrong. But that doesn't. But he, a lot of people are crediting him with flipping a lot of seats in New York from Democrat to Republican uh, because he did run such a solid race and he did put his his the star power that he found behind a lot of those candidates. Um, he announced this week that he was not going to challenge Rona McDaniel mm. because the system is already rigged for her to win another term, mm. um, but did call for her to step down. I, I, I doubt she will, but I doubt she will on her own, but she could get pressured into doing it by somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and is she going to make the same decisions she did in, you know, the last couple cycles and she wasn't she wasn't the RNC chair in 2016, but how is she gonna how is she gonna handle that? And is she gonna work to limit the amount of candidates or behind the scenes try and keep it limited to a certain you know five or six total instead of you know 10, 12, 14? All I'll say is she hasn't exactly inspired confidence to no. date. So no. um, I'm She's not I'm, I'm not keeping my fingers crossed for that. She's been horrible. Um, well, anything else from the election you? Um, was surprising to you that, I mean, I, I did text you the day after and said, I can't believe Michigan is completely Democrat controlled. Yeah. Um, that was, that was again, interesting. Um, yeah. That, that having that Michigan house and Senate both flip, I, they were worried that maybe the Senate would flip, but not both. It's still, it's a slim majority. It's a two, two seat majority in both chambers um, that the Democrats have, but. Well, maybe people will have to actually legislate and compromise. I mean, they don't now. It's because they got a trifecta government in Michigan with a Democratic governor and Democratic uh, legislature. So, uh, I mean, two big firsts there. First, African-American speaker in Michigan's history. 
and the first woman to uh, be a majority leader uh, of either chamber in history in Michigan. So that's, that's certainly cool. Um, you know, Congratulations, but, um, Michigan. It definitely raises Gretchen Whitmer's profile, the governor. Um, she won by 15 points. Um, I'm sure people give her some level of credit for the house and the state house and state Senate. She won. She won by 15 points. I think I it was, I think the final was 15 points. What wasn't she up against? Like, was it Tudor Dixon? Is Tudor who Dixon, who, and she's who, she, who kept it close until they started counting Eastern oh, Michigan. Oh, until they started counting Detroit. Yeah. Is, is it bedtime? Uh, in, uh, I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess it is. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. So, I, and it's funny to watch like, Gavin, you know, Gavin Newsom already announced that he's not going to run against Biden in primary Biden. He's going to wait mm-hmm. to see what happens. Basically, J.B. Pritzker's done the same. You know, I think Whitmer's probably done the same. But all three of those are kind of just hoping and praying that Biden all of a sudden decides not to run for a second term so they can all jump in. Because um, they all three of them want to be president um, on the Democratic side. So that would be super interesting. Um and then interesting tidbit about uh, J.B. Pritzker, the governor from Illinois. He spent $330 million of his own money to win two terms as Illinois' governor. That does not include the money that he gave to PACs and other candidates. Um, I just don't – I understand self-funding is great, but that's just ridiculous to me. Um, but anyway. That doesn't even have anything to do with Citizens United, does it? It has nothing to do with Citizens United, no. You can fund yourself. If you, I guess if you don't take any money, you can just yeah. do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Well, do whatever, you know. whatever the hell you want. It's great to be rich. Yep. Um, I'm. Any other surprises I'm... that you were you were thinking about? Uh, I was a little think? surprised about the Nevada governor. That oh, governor Republican. It... But um, uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't tracking that one too closely. Yeah. I want to die. I want to, at some point I want to do some more reading into that and see how much the culinary union had to do with that or didn't have to do with that. And no, I think uh, um, the the abortion thing. I think um, those most of those ballot oh, right. initiatives came in. Um, A lot of them passed. Kind of supporting abortion rights. Yeah, the one in Michigan um, did. Um, um, I don't know that that was completely surprising, and this was another point I was going to make, and and you even saw it today, and we mentioned this before is it it seems like people might actually be like legislating and passing things at state level that should be state laws and passing federal stuff that everyone agrees upon like the you know the new um marriage protection act um Mm -hmm. you know uh the abortion bills that are passing at state levels Mm -hmm. um like Hey, you know what? Figure out what you can agree on and pass something that says that. Um, and if you can ag- make it a something that is um, uh, acceptable for enough in the in the Senate and House to pass national federally, then you can do that too. Um, I, I heard there was some griping that uh, it did not the the Marriage Act today did not. Um, it did not force states to uh, acknowledge um, or to accept uh, <clears throat> um, gay marriage, but you had to respect uh, other states. So, and there were mm-hmm. some people that were saying, "Oh, well, you know, you didn't go far enough. You need to make it 
Um, and I'm like, well, you look, this is what legislation is. You have to, you have to figure out what you can get done and what people will accept. And you make that incremental step and Hey, in 20 years, maybe there will be something that they need to, to pass, take that next step. But you know, you do it when people are ready and that's what the whole, and that's, and we just need to get back to more of that. You know, what do we, what do we agree on? What can we agree on? Um, so I will say as a nerd and a traditionalist and a, and a, someone who likes the way the U.S. government and constitution was set up and how we create laws and execute them. It's been a good, good couple of months for me. Nerd. <laughs> um, anyway, anything else? I'm in. Sorry. Anything else? No. That's okay. all I got, man. Well, I guess the lesson is if you want to bet on elections, don't come to us or just fade, fade our picks. Do the opposite of what yeah. we said. And then you'll be a wealthy, wealthy individual. Hmm. Um, before we go, I did want to chat real quickly with you about the release of Brittany Griner today. I know mm. you have some, uh, some, oh, well, I guess if any, in case anyone who's listening doesn't know, Brittany Griner is a WNBA star who was playing in Russia and arrested around the start of the Ukraine war. Um, American Back in February. arrested for having like CBD oil or something. No, it was, um, it was hash oil. It was actual oh. cannabis. Oh, it was cannabis. Um, did she bring it over there from the U S she, um, she brought okay. it over there, which and, is illegal. in yes, it is illegal. Nation. It's illegal in lots of America too. Um, and she was arrested and held essentially as a political prisoner for the last mm-hmm. um, 10 months and was freed today through uh, negotiations from the Biden administration. So what are your thoughts? Um, oh, she was freed in a one-for-one swap for a Russian arms dealer who no doubt is a very upstanding citizen who has never <laughs> sent any <laughs> weapons or arms to bad actors he's um, probably never never armed terrorists before yes I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing did you have any yeah immediate um, thoughts i mean i i was on tech i'm on a text chain with some friends for fantasy football and one always accuses me of being a biden lover because i <laughs> voted for biden and he's like you know good work photos on that and i'm I, i've <laughs> said on that i've said on that text chain multiple times that I believe Brittany Griner needs to serve her time because she broke the law of a sovereign nation and full stop because she did. Um, now, do I think her sentence was, you know, appropriate? Absolutely not. Of course not. Um, but uh, I, th- you know, I think she was only freed. And the only reason why she got the attention she did is because she's a celebrity and she's a female athlete, a black female athlete. Um, we have other political prisoners, Americans that are sitting in Russian prisons right now that have been there longer that probably deserve to be part of that deal um, or uh, in place of her in that deal. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad she's home. I'm happy she's home. You know, she she certainly didn't believe didn't deserve to stay in a prison for, you know, years and years, which is what was going to end up happening if she if this didn't if this exchange didn't happen. But I think the price might have been a little bit too large with this uh, this the merchant of death um, 
you know, arms dealer that we gave up to get her to get a WNBA player back at the end of the day. Um, but like I said, I'm happy for her family. I'm happy for her that she got to come home. But I think there was I'm wondering what the yeah. cost is going to ultimately be at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, uh, it certainly does not seem like an equal exchange. Right. Um, you know, you have a actual, probably horrific criminal um, mm-hmm. who's probably caused a lot of death and destruction who is now being traded for essentially, um, you know, yes, it was a a violation of Russian law. I don't know what, what most Russians would get if they were carrying around some hash oil cartridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but... I will say that in these types of things, the Russians knew they had, they were holding all the cards in this instance, right? Yeah. Like they, you don't know what they were demanding from her. You don't know where they came. They brought the negotiations down to, you don't know what they're demanding for Paul Whalen. Um, sure. These types of things, you can only, you can only negotiate with what they're willing to put on the table. And maybe, Maybe they've been trying. We, we just don't know. Um, these yeah. things are complicated. Um, they're often fluid. You know, if you don't take something immediately, um, it gets pulled off the table. You don't have time to confer. Um, you have to make quick decisions. Um, and um, I, I agree that I don't think, I mean, I don't know why uh, your friend would think it's a bad thing that she's coming home. Um, but, uh, I told him that, that, uh, the fact that it annoyed him made me happy. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good good response. I mean, that's the type of thing that like, you know, I question whether or not these people are, um, uh, what, where their true motives lie, but, um, it's, it's, you know, the other, I mean, the other guy you're probably referring to is Paul Whelan, who is, um, basically a former military, uh, who was arrested. I don't know. How many years has he been there now? Four. Okay. For, I I believe the Russians have accused him of being a spy. And Mm -hmm. if they're going to accuse him of being a spy, then I can only imagine what their demands are to release him. I mean, they may be asking for, I don't know if we still have any Russian illegals here in prison. They may be asking for all those people back in exchange for him. You know, like you just don't know what they are asking for back. And they don't, they don't have a, a accountable system that can say to their to politicians. <laughs> hey, you still is Rascals. What was that? Can you hear that? Yes. Oh, I, I heard I the whole thing. The I'm sorry. I thought I turned off the microphone. Well, go ahead and play it now. Well, I was going to play it at the end. That's why. No. Um, you blew your wad. Oh, um, I'm sorry, man. I thought I had the microphone turned off. So I can see how people would be annoyed and think it's a little bit of a, um, a pol- it's politically motivated. Yeah. But at the same time, um, that's part of this diplomacy, right? They know that, um, they, the Russians know that they can demand so much that Biden takes a hit. Um, and, I'm sure that calculated into it as well. Um, yeah. And it's... It's kind of why I wish, like, I, I saw Kamala Harris tweet, like, 
I th- what I thought was a little bit of an over the top statement on her release, like how uh, it was a, like a diplomatic victory. Tireless. Like and diplomatic. I, I want to be. Like, I wanted. I wish I could have been in the room and been like, "Don't oversell. Don't oversell this. This was not. You know, we don't know what we actually gave up here to get this person back. So let's not say it was some massive diplomatic victory because we." You know, it's a it's a victory, but let's not oversell it because it could. Yeah, I mean, it's a victory in that happen. we got an American back, but yeah, we, I mean, I'm guarantee you the Russians got you know something out of it too. Like that's right. how these things work. It's not. Yeah. It's it's you know, if if we're gonna win, they're gonna they're gonna get something out of it too. Yeah, and they they can claim it. It's a win for them as well. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it, it's just you know I in those types of circumstances it's just so hard to know what actually goes on and it was the same thing with the iran nuclear deal people are like oh we give, we're giving iran too much for for basically a 10-year deal or whatever and i'm like yeah but you don't know what they were demanding now yeah ultimately i think you know i was a advocate of the iran deal i do think that the when it got towards the last part of securing that deal i think iran realized that the Obama administration wanted that so badly that they were Mm -hmm. able to to squeeze out some concessions that probably didn't make it as good of a deal as it could have been. Um, But these are, this is what, this is what happens. You know, you, they realize at some point that there's political capital wrapped up in this as well, and they can squeeze that as well. And so you just don't know everything that goes on. Um, I think, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not that sympathetic to, to Brittany Griner because as you said, she, she should have known better than to, to take yeah. hash oil to Russia. Um, but I mean, she has, I'm sure the last 10 months have not been pleasant for her. Oh, absolutely and not. I yeah. think she's probably learned her lesson. And as you know, I'm one for forgiveness and repentance here and a good, and so hopefully she will come back and make some good out of this situation. Um, but yeah, so that's my thoughts. You look like you're about to fall asleep. Excellent. No, I'm good. You got any any quips to play for me on your I do. little sound box there? I do, but I might... Hold on, let's see. Let's do this. You're Gary! <laughs> so we'll see what happens tomorrow. Hey! Your cell is loose! Like your dick! Watch your language in front of the lady, punk! <laughs> <laughs> This is a uh, high tech operation here, folks. I love it. All right. Well, um, are you into anything these days? I'm into stuff, man. Yeah, you weren't last time. So what are I you know, into? I know. Uh, I am. Sre- uh, I don't. I want. I don't know. I'm really into the new Netflix series Wednesday. Have you seen? This? Oh, is that the Adams Family? Yeah. One? Oh, okay. Janet Ortega plays Wednesday Adams um, and going to reform school, basically. Um, okay. Or actually, it's a school for uh, outcasts, and okay, um, it's really, really well done. There is a couple, there is a mi- a miscast that I'm a little upset about, uh, and that's the actor that plays Gomez Adams. He doesn't have a big, big role in the show. He's only in I think three of the eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a he's an actor. He's played. He's been, I forget his name, but he's been in a bunch of movies. Uh, he was in Boogie Nights, and he's okay. you know the, the thing about Gomez Adams, at least from the from the from the TV show from the whatever the 60s 
uh, and even like the comic strips, he was supposed to be dashing and handsome and like Raul Julia was in the movies in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And this guy's fucking not, not um, okay. at all. Um, and Catherine Zeta Jones plays Morticia. I think she does a pretty good job. She's not Angelica Houston from the movies who I thought was awesome. Um, but um, Jenna Ortega is great. And it's, it's actually very, very well done. Tim Burton was uh executive producer. I think he directed the first four or so episodes of the eight of the eight. Um, so uh, I highly recommend checking out Wednesday. And then of course, everybody needs to check out Yellowstone. This season is very, very good. Um, way better than last season. Last season was last season was very slow because it was doing a lot of setup, and now it's very. Is this very the good. last season or are the? World I, I don't know. I think it might be the last season. I'm, I'm not sure, but because there's a bunch of other spinoffs, they just did it. You know, they had a spinoff mm. of the of the Dutton family in like the 1800s. Now there's one for like the turn of the century. Um, so it's become you know this multiple you know mm. spinoff kind of series, like The Walking Dead, basically, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fear the walk. That that ended up so that show ended up so great. I I I I don't think I care about the last season. I don't really care about how it ended. I've seen some clips it, pop oh, up on Walking YouTube. Dead? Yeah, Walking Dead. Oh, I I stopped watching like <clears throat> eight eight seasons ago. Yeah, the I think series when, finale was like two or three weeks yeah. ago. And I I've seen some clips pop up on YouTube like analyzing the last few episodes and Did I, you watch I, that show back in the day? Or did you yeah, watch I did. I, I still I, watched it. I, I, gave I watched up, season 10. You want to know the moment I left? I was like, that's it. I'm out. What's that? Remember that when Glenn was like under all those walkers that one time? At the, the dumpster? At, at the dumpster. Yep. And then all of a sudden he's alive. I'm like, yeah, yep. no, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> and then I tuned back in to see him get his brains bashed in. And then I left. Yes. And you were like, yeah. finally. Yes. Yep. Thank God. As long as Daryl lived. That's all that matters. Yeah. Dar- I think Daryl did live yeah. all the way through um what about you man what a, gosh um i was into i had something and i just lost it um well first off uh well okay so i'm into the white lotus season two mm-hmm. um have you been watching that i have not i'm going to i'm probably okay. i'm trying to wait for my wife um uh it's you know some people think it's not as good as the first season i think it's actually pretty good um and you know again some it's just so beautifully shot i don't know if you remember the first season which i do is, yeah just beautifully shot um and this time it's in they're in like sicily it's it's beautiful um and yeah that's i mean i've been i've been listening to a lot of the did i t- did we talk about the my morning jacket show that from chicago that was released on, no you didn't as a live album no yeah so if you go on spotify there's a my yeah. morning jacket show from i think 2021 oh wow um from the auditorium theater downtown yeah. uh that was released as a live album been listening to that quite a bit of that um huh. and tomorrow i'm getting a playstation 5 so um <laughs> I is can tell you what I, I can tell you what I'll be into next time we meet. <laughs> is that your um, Christmas present? It is. Yeah, it's it's been impossible to find one, but I finally found one and ordered it immediately without yes. cons- consultation. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm into. Right on, man. And college basketball, that's back too. So, 
and so losing money on, and losing money on college basketball. Um, what do you think about before we go? If we don't get a chance to talk, um, Georgia national champions again. I, don't uh, see how not. I think it looks that way. I'm curious to see what happens. If, if it's a Georgia Michigan national championship, I'm very curious. I feel like Ohio State would be a harder game for Georgia than than Michigan. I think I think so. Um, I think you know, conventional wisdom would probably dictate that uh, for sure. But um, I don't know. I think uh, I think Michigan's a little bit different, more dynamic of a team than they were last year in the playoff. Um, I think Ohio I State has up a their lot. Sleeve. What's that? So they might have their, some tricks up their sleeves this year. They might, they might, and I think I think Ohio State is not. Uh, I think they showed that they're not very good at uh, second half adjustments, mm. uh, like when they played Michigan. Um, and I'm and Georgia's very good at that. So I think it's going to be a good playoff. I'm glad Alabama's not in it again. I think it's funny as hell that when Alabama didn't get in, Nick Saban was all of a sudden like, "Yeah, I think we should expand to twelve teams." And he's been like adamantly against it forever, except this year when he yeah. missed out. He's like, I think, yeah, I think 12 team playoff is actually a really good idea. Um, Interesting how that happens. Yeah. But um, well, TCU, I think, I'm sure they'll put up a valiant first half effort against Michigan. But, you know, the Big 12 just isn't what it was, you know, when, when, Ohio, when Oklahoma's playing well um, or even Texas. Um, yeah. I, so um I think Georgia's looking like a like a good bet here. Yeah. So, yeah, with the, with the two with the two tight ends, um very, you know, decent running game. You know, surprisingly Heisman finalist quarterback, which I never thought I'd say that about Stetson Bennett, but um and obviously a great uh defense. I think the uh the sack on on um, LSU's quarterback Daniels that Jalen Carter had, where he just picked him up off the ground, and 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 the ref and the SEC championship just blew his whistle because they didn't know what was <laughs> going to happen. Throw him. And Jalen Carter's got like his finger in the air, going number one while holding the quarterback <laughs> of the opposing team. It was really funny. Um, uh, well, so. I just don't know if we'll get a chance to talk before. What is it? Probably. I mean, I would hope so, but yeah, we should. That's New Year's Eve. We we, we probably will. Okay. When are you leaving well, again for uh, your two weeks? Two weeks from today. Okay. So, well, there's uh, time to go uh, play some craps at Rivers, uh, you, and we should do that. And we should go get dinner. Go to the go and go craps. to the casino. And go to the yes. casino. Let's Absolutely. do it. Go to the casino. Have a good night, brother. All right. You too. What could possibly go wrong?